0: Gonna meow Podcast Network.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Woo! America. I can't help it. Like it's it's not it's not even by choice. It just it just happens. I mean, when new metal comes on, I feel like I have to roll and roll and rollin'. And we're rolling in to our very special episode of VHS Vengeance. Yes, indeed. How's it going, Nick? I'm pretty good, Dave. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna forego with our for, with our usual intro because it's 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 the Attitude Era. Because and we go, we won't we don't follow rules no yeah. more.
0: I, I you Rule. can't see it, but I just tore the list of rules in half. Boom. Rip, <laughs> ripped it, ripped ass.
1: And we're here to rip ass on the World Wrestling Federation. Starts tonight! <laughs> Woo! Ooh. We are to do a very special, if not sports, definitely entertaining episode of VHS Vengeance with a very special guest, Chris Hottamy. Hey, 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 what's up, America?
2: Don't answer. I don't care. Damn
1: straight. He just flipped it off.
2: Blah, blah. Uh, I'm very excited for this podcast to continue another 20 years so that in 20 years, instead of just busting with attitude, it's a 30-minute like m- talking montage that you do <laughs> uh, where you say a bunch of catchphrases and hashtags.
1: Ooh. Like this This podcast looks like 10 pounds of monkey crap in a five-pound bag. Oh, that's too clever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, yeah, I shouldn't have gone with The Rock. He was, he was too smart. Mm-hmm. Too smart for the era. Yeah. Had to come back later. Um, um, I'm honored to be here. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're honored to have you, Chris. Mm-hmm. And uh, here for the, what, what, why is this so special? Why are we dropping uh, sweet-ass non-PC <laughs> uh, police bombs on them? It's because we found, I found, Best of Raw Volume 1 on VHS from the WWF Attitude Collection. That's right, not WWE, WWF. So, you Whoa. know, it's real before Vince can get his uh, editing clause on it. World Wrestling Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, that's right. And now, I, I want to start. So, what, what what are you in What, what is this Attitude Era uh, special uh, uh, edition of VS Invents about? Well, let me tell you straight from the boss itself <laughs> it's a wild, out of control roller coaster ride, which has caused more controversy and has more people talking the invention of the telephone. Uh. It's Raw, baby. And now you can own some of those greatest moments from the hottest show on cable television. And if you've been, But if you've been living on a rock, I've never seen Raw, then get with the program, Gramps, and get, get this tape. Uh, uh, this tape of Raw that's being blamed for all society's ills. <laughs> and there are some people out there who don't want you to see this. Well, don't let your rights be trampled upon. Don't let them, in quotes... Tell you what you can get or cannot watch. Caution, this tape contains humor that some people don't
2: get. Also, quotes. That is possibly the best encapsulation of corporate 90s rebellion (laughs) that I've ever heard. That's like, what if Poochie was the back of a VHS? I love that. (laughs) It's so much like we're cool. We're a, we might be a multi-million-dollar corporation on network TV with a bunch of products, but look at us. We're
1: rebellious. Well, we check hit. it out. We skateboard our offices. Cause we're extreme bros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. like if all the execs of Mountain Dew just <laughs> yeah, wrote yeah. the back of a box. Yeah. That is what it should be called as like the Mountain Dew era, frankly. Yeah. Ooh. Which I would, I'm not going to lie, I would love to live in. Hey. I, I would i would love to go to the Mountain Dew era. Do the do And just do the do, yeah. baby. And just do it. Now, so uh, the setup for this is uh, also going to work great because I am an old school wrestling fan that kind of grew up. In the Attitude Era, in, in, in a way. And so I have a, I have a lot of uh, nostalgic uh, rose color glasses view of, of this. Uh, and Chris is a modern-day wrestling fan. Came in way after the fact, in my view. Mm-hmm. But is a huge hardcore wrestling fan uh, right now. I'm like the young
2: pope of wrestling. Because the younger generations tend to be more radical.
0: Also, you're a pope, but you Fuck.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, that's not what the show is about at all. He's really anti-fucking. He's like, uh, it's a great show.
1: Is. Avalon would be proud that you did a young Pope drop. Uh, and Dave is kind of the control as a uh, someone who you vaguely know wrestling. You so know. I
0: am. I was a, a WCW fan back in the day. So like WWF is still like kind so of like losers, wild country for is me. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. They
2: won for like over two years at one point, like in the ratings wars.
1: Yeah, they, yeah, yeah they, we
2: had Goldberg, uh, dot, mm. dot, dot, question mark. <laughs> no, look, WCW was the whole package. They had Goldberg.
1: <laughs> that, that, that's the only package. That's the whole package. That is the total package, and they had the total package.
2: Uh, thank you, Shane Hosey and Leia Joyce for helping me create that joke, and by helping me create it, I mean you guys came up with it, and I <laughs> stole it. <laughs>
1: So we're gonna be so we're gonna be tossing to Dave as a as sort of our control soundboard of like how does this what what did you think as a uh, fresh eyes take on this even though he he has a base knowledge of of wrestling in the in the 80s and and 90s so uh, it's it's a good control we don't have to explain everything to him uh, so uh, but we still get a, a fresh look at it so that'll work that that'll work great and uh, now Chris uh huh. When we all watch this together, this is what I want to start out yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Because the very first thing you see on this best of raw volume one is not just your favorite commentator in wrestling history, but maybe your favorite personality in all of res- in all of wrestling and possibly just history in general. All of culture here, right.
2: mm-hmm. now and forever. Right.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, the man with the Midas touch, such a Midas touch that he, uh, he turned the tops of his hair gold when he uh, frosted them and kept that for 15 years. We're, of course, talking about the incomparable, the brilliant Michael Cole. Here's <laughs> Your response to this. I've I've never responded to I've never seen a response like that uh, in, in not not when a, I saw
2: him when we were watching when, it
1: yeah that that, that level that, that didn't happen mm-hmm. when we saw the terrible bikini contest no. or, or anything else that has ever happened in wrestling your react your visceral reaction to Michael Cole opening this volume this uh, is was true priceless. he
0: did react. As if this was more offensive than what we'll talk about later, which is a straight-up blackface scene. <laughs> this is the thing. That On a
2: personal offensive. level, it offends you <laughs> more. Or, here's sure. what. People who are listening that don't follow wrestling right now because it doesn't have nearly as high viewership as it used to, et cetera. Michael Cole has been a commentator slash backstage interviewer for WWF WWE for over 20 years. Right, And he gets stuff wrong all the time and has never done his job right he's yeah ne- <laughs> he's, he's he gets stuff wrong all the time like he'll get people's names wrong he'll get moves wrong he'll forget continuity and like oh my god it's the first time this person does this it's like no that's their finisher <laughs> well, that's their- recently at a pay-per-view a guy who used to use a diving elbow as a finisher on the main roster goes up to the top rope and michael cole went oh my god Elias that's who it is has never gone to the top rope before <laughs> a person who's been on the roster for a year who was in NXT for like 15 years. And there's, whatever.
1: there's a famous clip of mm-hmm. a part, a time when Stone Cold essentially breaks character. Yeah. But does it by not saying anything when Cole is backstage, he's fixing to do a hell in a cell match mm-hmm. and Cole comes up to him and he goes, Stone cold, you're fixing to have the hell in a cell match and go do the hell in a cell. Are you prepared to go into hell? And just stops, and Stone Cold just stares at him, mm-hmm. and then just walks away. <laughs> like I'm not dealing, with, I'm not dealing with you right so, now. My, but he is the one that they have picked yeah. to, to open well, up the best of Raw in the golden age of wrestling. Allow
2: me to explain why I was so upset at this. Because as a new fan, I come in and see this guy who does commentary, and the importance of commentary in wrestling to the initiated. It's huge. Yeah, is selling the moves that we all is is helping to get you. To belie- the, the suspension of disbelief is helped so much when people are saying, oh, my God, that move is devastating. Oh, my God, this is really cool. Everyone who is in the commentary booth is designed to get the wrestlers, their moves, and the storyline over. They are the Greek chorus, if you will. They are exactly the same as the Greek chorus served in ancient plays. Now... Michael Cole negates that because if he isn't into a wrestler or doesn't get it, he'll be like, ah, this person right here. Like, say, like, somebody comes out whose gimmick is that they're a cyborg. And he's like, ah, this person has a Thomas the Tank Engine thing. I don't really get that. And he's like, what's wrong with you? And then, like, if Nick Puente came out as a wrestler as the gimmick Nick Puente and came out like, ah, here is Nick Nick Pontiac, I think, uh, and he, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he is, rivers, yeah, he, uh, he's from, he's uh, from, let's see, Idaho, I think, and uh, you know, who cares? And he, here's the thing, is that also he doesn't seem excited about it. When I complain about him, people say that he was excited during last year's Cruiserweight Classic,
1: but. He's not excited for someone who's dedicated his entire life, adult life to. W- I love the idea of him waiting twenty years until two oh five live <laughs> yeah. happens for him to get super. Fine. Finally, this is what I've been waiting finally, for. Finally, I get to have
2: a cruiser wait. But like, <laughs> he's just bored and unenthusiastic and wrong about stuff that he sees and talks about, and like doesn't like. I don't understand. Look, I've known a lot of people in dead end jobs, but I don't understand how you can have a dead end job as a tv television show character and be that bad at it and just not quit like there's no reason to have michael cole there's no reason to have him outside of the... i like
1: to
0: think that he works retail in the summer and then it's like i don't know yeah i'm not that into it he's <laughs> gonna go back to my microphone job
2: and i got extra upset i know this is a while okay, let okay. talk about the beginning i'll right. finish because he was bored and unenthusiastic in this 1998 video. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so there was never any joy in this man? No, There was never any enthusiasm for it? So it's not even like he used to be, I'm really into it, and then got
1: bored, you know? I will say <laughs> that, uh, uh there you go, Dave, in honor of Stone Cold in the Attitude Era.
0: Yeah, I'm cracking cold cans in honor of, <laughs> yeah. you
1: know. Crack a couple of cold ones. All right. uh, I will say that it does seem like every time uh, Cole introduces a new segment, it feels like as soon as the second before the camera comes on, they essentially catch him in half sigh. Like, <sighs> and next in the greatest of Raw's history is yeah. this, I guess. He
0: does look like he just got poked by a very long stick from off camera. <laughs> like, Hey!
1: <laughs> okay. But so that, that's, that we have to deal with. <laughs> that's with 30 each, seconds. That's 30 seconds in. We've got, we've covered that and we have that to deal with each time he introduces a new segment. Uh, But, of course, since this is the uh, Attitude Era and it's the best of Raw, the first thing they start out with, and we're not going to spend too much time on this because it's because it's it's obvious, is they start out with Stone Cold and The Rock, and they cover some Stone Cold and The Rock stuff, um, which uh, is like like I said, it's it's if you. If you know anything about the Attitude Era, or have seen anything that's covered the Attitude Era, they've basically—you're not seeing anything new here. They're not—they're not introducing anything, anything great. But there are in the background. Uh, we will talk about some of the, some of the storylines they have. But in the background, uh, one of the biggest things of the Attitude Era is, of course, signs. Yeah, signs, huge. They're a benchmark of the Attitude Era. Well, I loved—I love seeing that in this video is all the the side stuff that really represented the time, arts and crafts, S- signs laser pointers there's a lot of laser pointers on people as they walk out and they have to pretend like they're not getting blinded by <laughs> hundreds of them from around the arena uh, for um, neutrals. but a lot of uh, a lot of the signs I was surprised weren't that over the top yeah like the edited era is known for its insane signs yeah one word editing
0: editing, editing. <laughs> yeah
1: and but yeah so even then they knew they're like we got to take out some of these uh some of my favorite signs uh, which really uh let you know more about the the attitude eras attitude is that so there was there were some that just said beans sign uh, beans
2: big fan of even stevens uh right
1: probably uh there was a uh, one that just said balls and then there's there was a bunch of signs that had balls on them as well uh so there was he that. means like
0: drawn testes yeah there's
1: <laughs> testicles <laughs> Uh and then uh a lot of 420 signs, mm-hmm. 420 everything. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> still it was still it was still alive today, strong holds strong still. Uh and then my personal favorite, though very simple, uh Gandhi okay. 316. 420. I like that. <laughs> Gandhi 316. I, I that that was fun. And then there was when they introduce the uh, Austin segment, they, they, they immediately go to a sign that says, Austin, comma, straight up big boy shit, <laughs> exclamation <laughs> point. Which is, a, which is a perfect intro. Per, per, perfect intro.
2: Which is weird, because like, especially at that era of wrestling, most of the wrestlers are straight up big boys. Like, everyone is a big boy in the WWE. But what, as far yeah.
0: as shit goes, this is all but straight all, up little Austin's shit. the
1: biggest shit, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh but there uh some of the some of the ones that that, that they focus on in this one cuz this is this is volume 1. So this goes up to uh the, 11? Yes. It definitely they put it up to 11 mm-hmm. to start with. That's that's how that's how we did it back in the day. But they uh it goes up through Austin uh defeating Undertaker and Kane for uh the the heavyweight championship and WrestleMania 14 beating Shawn Michaels for the heavyweight championship. Uh But not pre-Him and Rock's huge feud. Mm. So this is all, the stuff that got forgotten about because their feud became so big was their Intercontinental Championship feud, which they touch on in this uh, with Stone Cold coming out to McMahon and doing his first, like...
2: You're worried about your precious little ratings about Stone Cold being in your ring.
1: I'm going to take my ass backstage. I'm going to pop a top on a beer. I'll probably eat me a hot dog or two. And while you sweat it out and think about your consequences, I'll come out later in the show and give you an answer. But I'm telling you this, if Stone Cold comes back out, somebody's going to get their ass whipped. They're beautiful mm-hmm. in, yeah. in their simplicity. Um, but there's one of the ones that, that they don't show on here that was during this time was, uh, Dave, this is this is more for you. This gets you with your, your soundboard All segment. Right. So check this out, Dave. Stone Cold versus The Rock. For the Intercontinental Championship. And in the uh, build up to it, The Rock meets Stone Cold on a bridge in Detroit.
2: Ooh, very anime. Yeah. <laughs> and Stone Cold
1: pulls up in his official Stone Cold truck that has a smoking skull on it and Sick. is all in camo. Sick. And also
2: very anime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, runs up to The Rock. And what does The Rock do? And, uh, which, keep in mind, he's running up to him, holding his belt. That's how these interactions in wrestling, <laughs> real life, it never stops. You're never not on camera, and you're never not just walking around in real life with your Intercontinental Championship belt Yeah, these guys you. aren't
0: ever shopping or anything. Right, no.
1: Runs up to him uh, and says, you're never going to get this. And then, now, ah, please, someone correct me if I'm wrong, um, but... I believe The Rock tells Stone Cold, oh, yeah, well, you know what you're going to get? You're never going to get that belt again either, because he throws Stone Cold off of this bridge into the deep wading waters below, uh, which is very strange, because Stone Cold doesn't really plummet like a 225-pound man mm-hmm. to the water. He kind of floats a little bit, almost like if it's not him, which is very— What are you trying to say? Which can't be what, right. What are you trying to say, Nick? Which can't be right. What, are you tr- what? Maybe he just was held up with his camo uh, jacket.
2: Have you ever seen a high quality Panagonia? Have you Ever <laughs> seen a man like Stone Cold thrown off a bridge?
1: <laughs> he floats. He floats a little bit. His badassness keeps him afloat. Yeah.
0: But uh,
2: two too- knee braces
1: aerodynamic. It's all those.
0: It's all those bubbles from all those those cans yeah. that he was yeah. drinking earlier.
1: But he throws him <laughs> off the bridge to his death. <laughs> and then before they go to commercial break, he looks at the camera like, "Oh snap." and then runs away
2: as if he forgot the camera was there <laughs> yeah that's all right here's the thing i
0: love about wrestling no no, no i want to oh.
1: hear dave's first take on this first how does that hit you dave what you um,
0: i'm offended that you're suggesting there's an element of fantasy in in this scenario what are you what are you saying here man now this is great I, I love whenever the wwf takes it out of the like way out of the ring and just Puts, sets up these like f- crazy fantasy scenarios there, They're,
1: and that's one of the that's one of the sketches that that's one of the bits that didn't make it to the best of Raw. It might have been on volumes two or three, four, and or five, but it definitely didn't make it to one. Uh, but what no, no, Chris, you were you what were you saying? What's your take on this? I'm saying wrestling
2: and especially WWF and WWE are at their best when. Things like that happen, and the it's basically treated like it's an alternate universe. Right, it's a, it's a fictionalized universe where wrestling is the most important thing, and wrestlers are inherently the most important thing. And that's where you'll have people that like have a day job as a you know like as a as a dancer or as a football guy or as a generic New York billionaire or something. But they're like I care more about wrestling. Then all that. and like that's why like the rock is like this hot shot like you know and all that, but like they need to wrestle. So in moments like that, when someone straight up murders somebody, which if that happened on like an an ep, like an like an like an episode of NFL, I don't know how it's other sports work. NFL. Yeah, but if it happened on an NFL <laughs> an game, episode of NFL, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you were tuning in, if you were like, well, oh, I finally got my DVDs, the last season of NFL. Uh, we're gonna binge NFL today, binge NFL today. <laughs> and like in like in like one episode, like I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Richard S- Sherman murdered Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know they're two people. There are two people. Um, are you know uh, that wouldn't like it'd be just ridiculous. So that happened, and but I didn't rest. Think. But in kayfabe, in kayfabe, it's okay because these people are gods. The yeah, they're because that's the most important thing. Where it's almost like no one else, like everyone, like understands. Like hey, like they play by other rules <laughs> because they are. I don't know. I mean, yeah.
1: WCW Dave famously in one of the biggest flops in uh, wrestling pay-per-view history. There's Superbrawl, uh, or no, there's Halloween Havoc, where Hulk Hogan and Big Show, the giant, were not only involved in a monster truck sumo match, but also a heavyweight title match later that night, which, is, which was extremely strange since during the monster truck sumo match, the giant fell off the top of the convention center, to his death, oh. only to show up later that night <laughs> to wrestle, and not in a brace or anything, just just in his singlet. Um, just just this tracks for me.
0: Man. Andre the Giant is Andre the motherfucking Giant. Well, so. no, not Andre the Giant. Okay,
1: Big Show, yeah. Paul White, the Giant.
2: Nice, nice fella, seemingly
1: who had, though at the time was the story was uh, he was Andre the Giant's son. <laughs> Because he was a giant. I want to. I want to talk about a, another thing. Car. I want
0: to talk about another thing on this tape, if I could. Let's okay. okay. get back
1: to the tape. Oh, yeah. Let's get back to the tape.
0: Uh, the, the the tank warfare between WWF and WCW. We'll get, that a, right, we'll get to that later. Later. All right. All right. That,
1: that that's a huge deal. That's, that's a huge but deal. That, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> one
2: of, a lot of the stuff. I'm gonna say this about a lot of the 90s was full of these VHSs that were like lazily put together uh, promo reels for every kind of TV show. You could probably get one for Batman the Animated Series, you know, like where they just cram stuff in and be like, this is what happened. And I would say a bunch of stuff on this video isn't really the best of Raw as Nick was saying.
1: Like, it was just like, eh, we had to put... some stuff. Yeah. Um, there are some big things on here, but I don't think they knew them to be that big at the time. The appearance, true. the first, the origin of Kane, there's was, there was some other I brief stuff that happened. I
0: like this blend of, like, commentary and, like, mic work and snippets of, like, crazy shit and man. Yes, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's good.
2: I think we needed a bit more wrestling in general on this. I think, like, the most amount of clips we saw of wrestling was during the women's portion. Oh, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know that the the Attitude Era didn't have that many great matches. Like there weren't that many, like not until
1: TLC won, and yeah. then from then on,
0: it I feel was like the sweet. Mankind stuff lasted a really long time. That's true, but that was
1: mostly them. Just that one, that one clip of them beating <laughs> uh, Mankind and uh, Terry Funk in that cage with chairs repeatedly over and over ah. again. That was pretty. <laughs> that was that one clip. It's pretty dark. But it, it's and we'll get like the 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 biggest star of this video itself uh-huh. we'll get to uh in in in, okay. in a little bit and it it totally speaks to what Chris is saying of they definitely didn't pick the best wrestling and or segments to put on here considering the the biggest star of this is someone who should not be though it's great that they gave it to him uh so they they start with Stone Cold on the Rock and uh there's two of the cool things they did highlight or um. When he attacks McMahon in the hospital, in one of the greatest scenes in wrestling history, where he hits him with a bedpan on the head, and then hits and then defibrillates him with the shockers, and they make the noises and, in post, and he, goes, bzz, 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 bzz,
2: bzz. and he puts a catheter up he, his
1: butt. He puts a catheter up. That's how the segment ends. He puts a catheter up his ass. Hey, say,
2: say what you will about Vince McMahon, but uh, he's he wrote that. Uh, of course he did. I know what I'm trying to say is that like hey like I don't re- it's an inter- I don't really like to see anyone like rectally violated on television. You don't really like it. I don't think that's a good thing. You don't
0: like love it like the most of anything.
2: Generally I would say hard pass. Uh, but when the writer of the TV show. Well, so um, oh,
1: then, how about you do stick that, a catheter up my ass? Like, that is a.
2: I mean. Well, all right,
1: Vince, if that's, if that's really what you want. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, no, I, would, I was going to say a different thing, but now it's more like. It's like that friend you have. It's like, hey, guys, wouldn't it be, like, funny, like, as a joke, if, like, like you just put a catheter up my butt? Like, as a joke. I mean, like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, like, what if we did it, like, you know, yeah. like, I mean, if you wanted to. Yeah. But it's just a joke, but, like, I have a catheter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, what, like, wouldn't it be funny? What, come, on, come, come, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. So instead of be like, "Hey guys, wouldn't it be funny?" I don't know. Uh, It's just, hey, like that's an interesting creator. Like the best creators, or or, like the most dominant creators, are the ones that put themselves in the most compromising positions.
1: Well, and Vince has done that repeatedly. So, and I like describing him as interesting. Yeah, an interesting creator. That's one of the Uh, more interesting descriptions I've heard of Vince.
0: Describing him as, as, as dominant.
1: I since mean, he got since he got taken he, with a the sense, catheter,
2: in a sense, every work of fictional media is a reflection on its
0: creator. This is a meditation on art. So every yeah, not.
1: well, WWF, if especially the Attitude Era, is nothing if it's not Vince's ultimate wet dream yeah. of humanity and the world. It's, so yeah, what
0: do you what do you think that is, Nick? Like <laughs> it's a world, it's a cartoon world.
1: It is. To, it's old, It's a cartoon world. Uh, were the biggest men, specifically okay. yeah. and physically, yeah. huge buff Powerful dudes, men. hairless, sweaty, hairless, glistening, glistening, long-haired usually, but sometimes not. Fabio, hair length, muscle-bound men, mm-hmm. uh, cartoonishly run the world in a back-and-forth. Uh, it's like an endless attacks. Valhalla. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. But, but not. But not exactly Valhalla. Not like Thor, but more like. What was his name in uh, uh, Dexter's Lab? Whenever they went to the Justice Friends, and there was that dude Val Hallen, and he would doth rock through the night with his mighty axe. It's more that world, okay, but in in a live action version. Uh, But okay, so I'm going to skip over some of this uh, because, and we'll uh, do. Let's just do it now. So there's when they go to the rock. And we'll, the crossover with the uh, uh, Degeneration X, mm-hmm. when Rock is with the Nation of Domination, they're feuding with each other. And there's a bunch of Rock stuff in here, and it's it's kind of fine because it's early Rock when he just he's with the Nation and then he leaves. Mm-hmm. Not a lot happening there except for the one there's a Ken Shamrock UFC fighter who joins mm-hmm. WWF and asked the Rock to hit him in the head with a chair because I'm a mixed martial artist and I can take it. So give it to me, whatever you got. You know, yeah. you're not even a fighter, so it's, it's I'm gonna be fine. And then The Rock hit him on, and it's it's in the tape, hits him in the face, yeah. and it uh, it concussed him pretty hard, and he. Uh,
0: it looks like <laughs> a rough hit. This <laughs> it is. T- a,
1: it took him out for a second. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> I mean, it is important because that's when The Rock is getting over. But another thing, don't listen to uh, professional fighters about anything. Look, I'm not saying that they're not smart people, but I'm just saying the very unique personality type that's like, hey, I'm just gonna brutally cause harm to somebody else and have them cause harm to me for my career. Like there's a unique personality on that. And one of the best things about a lot of MMA people is that they're really into conspiracy theories, and they're kind of all crazy. It's pretty fun. It's pretty it's, fun it's to it's hear. It's great. Yeah. I, I can't remember who it was, but I listened to this great interview. Uh, it was Joe Rogan. I'm sorry. But uh-huh. it was one MMA person who was talking about how the world was uh, a flat-earther guy. Does Joe
0: guy.
2: Rogan have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so no 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 no
0: no delete delete, delete delete
1: delete
2: delete delete uh don't don't delete deleting, deleting. don't tell them what i said the delete to. just just deletes just um the deletes. uh but yeah the point is mma people you know there's it's it it's a, it's a personality type that uh, that leads you into uh don't listen to Ken Shamrock when he says I can take
1: a chair to a head. Yeah, I don't want to listen to Ken Shamrock about most things. I, but... If Ken
0: Shamrock is next to me at a bar and he said any fucking thing to me, I wouldn't listen to him. You <laughs> know yeah. what I mean? Like, he might be like, I know a place that has good scotch eggs or something. Yeah. And he'd be like, "Man, nah, nah, I
1: don't know if you do. I mean,
0: Ken
2: like, Shamrock. Like, Ken, uh, what's his name? Conor McGregor is now, like, in jail or something because he, like, flew across, like, the Atlantic Ocean to beat somebody up for a friend. Like... Well, he's not not in jail. He's not huge gun. I don't know. He's on He's He's out of fighting for for a bit. For a couple months. Like, Ronda Rousey is, like, the most... Also in wrestling now. Yeah, Yeah. but it's, like, one of the most reasonable MMA fighters, and she's also just been like, hey, like, I mean, Sandy Hook is an interesting thing that we should ask questions about. (laughs) Like, that is the most reasonable. When people hate on Ronda Rousey for that, I'm like, for an MMA fighter, that's, like... Saying, "Hey, I'm in the DSA," like that's a reasonable thing to say. Well, it, yeah. Not reasonable. Sandy Hook definitely didn't happen. We all know that. <laughs> we all know that. All right.
0: Well, uh, the the opinions of our guests are not
2: necessarily yeah, the opinions of, of VHS the show, Vengeance. right? Look, I auditioned <laughs> to be one of those crisis actors and those
0: jerks ahead of me with their stage parents got our, it our our friends just coincidentally are rich off of soros paychecks <laughs> nothing to do with this podcast though
1: but uh, but but so i um, mean of, of, of all the the crazy segments on here uh including the the mcmahon getting attacked in the hospital hit with a bedpan or when stone cold drove a zamboni through a convention center to the that ring and jumped off of it and so what, what's uh, happened?
0: you can't just skate over that well there's there's no, so no many unintended. there's
1: there's so many that happened that you could skate over it in the attitude era. They skated over him getting thrown off a bridge to his death That's like true. stuff just happens, man and then you come back the next week and uh, see much like we'll get to the biggest one later uh, but for right now and I want to get to uh, uh, degeneration X's well one hand big in wrestling terms because you're not gonna see most of this on the WWE network since they've taken control of everything and uh, retroactively edited everything to not just make themselves look better, but also in just weird ways. They, they, they uh, changed crowd noise, and they, they changed a bunch of weird stuff. It's very strange. But before they did that, uh, when they were feuding with WCW, they did the invasion, famously the invasion of WCW. And De-Generation X was at the head of that, Uh, To the point where they actually... What do they do, Dave?
0: Yeah, they're doing this, like... They're in, like, a crappy little uh, arts and crafts project tank-looking thing. And they're, like, driving around... It's a real tank. But, I mean, it looks... Is it a real tank? It's a
1: real. It's yeah. it's a real old surplus tank that oh, made that makes it look worse because the sounds and noises they put in from post. Did they get it from like the really the... bad cartoony? Was it uh, was it like surplus noises.
0: from the papier mache wars that I didn't <laughs> hear about?
2: I'm sorry that you used the tumbler from the Dark Knight. <laughs> you know, like it was a
1: fine tank it for was what fine. they did.
2: It's a cool. It's a lies. <laughs> But when they
1: when, the when they so they they take this tank to attack WCW, Yeah. Uh, and they did this a couple of times, and it was it was real. Like McMahon and Turner hated each other, and they talked shit about each other's product, and they were out to take each other down. Mm-hmm. And whenever they were in the same city for a summer, WWF would go over there. I've heard that
2: that rivalry was. Profoundly one-sided. It was like Ted Turner didn't care about Vince that he, much.
1: He he didn't like him, but he yeah. Ted, Ted Turner never wanted WCW to take out the WWF. He had other
2: stuff to do. I don't know what Ted he he has. I don't know. Probably like I mean, he, he
1: had he had bases on the moon. To yeah, make probably and like shit. drinking like, that child's blood <laughs> to stay alive. I don't know what billionaires do, <laughs> but he. I mean, but Vince hated Ted because yeah. as a McMahon he hates all other wrestling federations even mm-hmm. uh, even his, well, it's, even it's his kind allies. Of like
0: the Biggie Tupac beef in a way where it's in, in hindsight they say that it's you know a, a two-sided thing but actually it was more just Tupac being like, "Fuck you, I'll kill you and, and Biggie was like, oh well, mm-hmm. uh, this is weird and I'm not really into this fight. Um, I'd also
2: say it's important to like to armchair psychology Vince as someone who uh, kind of resents being in the carny business a little like for a man who uh, took over wrestling the all evidence points to him. Not really liking that. That's what he'll be defined
1: by in his legacy, which is why he keeps trying to get out and yeah. do the WBF and the XFL the N. and uh, well, that's why a, a studio, a movie studio. Yeah,
2: and it all failed. Um, uh, well, hey, uh, but finally we're gonna have an XFL, and that's where players won't kneel anymore. That's
1: right. Oh God,
2: no! But uh, but now that's been ruined because of the NFL. So what is it, <laughs> how is he gonna sell the XFL if it's right,
1: but he um, doesn't. Uh, yeah, that's why they don't call uh, wrestlers in WWE wrestling anymore. But so, uh, but so they they do this invasion of WCW, and it's it's cartoony and stupid. And they have this terrible where they they actually fire on the on WCW with the, the cannon on the back of. Well, this that's zombie. that's what
0: I was saying. Like it looks like a terrible Godzilla
1: movie prop because where it's no- like pew, like a little bit of smoke. Yeah, no, nothing <laughs> actually comes out of it except a. a dribbling amount of smoke (laughs) that 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 comes out but but they take on the wcw and that's i guess that's mostly for if there's any wrestling fans listening like that's pretty cool to see uh that footage is that they don't really show that much anymore or didn't at all for over a decade um but they also show some other footage that that they shouldn't be ever showing again and that's. Uh, D-Generation X's parody of the Nation of Domination, uh, which, if you don't go. know, is a, a group of wrestlers uh, made up entirely of African American. Content
0: warning: We're getting and into Samoans. the problematic zone yeah. of this tape. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, uh, the Nation of Domination is a is a with a pretty over version of the Black Panthers, A uh, wrestling
1: version of the Black, Panthers, which yeah. was huge in the Attitude Era. You had DOA. Yeah, DOA, you had a lot of uh, very specific. Uh, faces of subcultures mm-hmm. and races in America that got uh, put into a yeah. uh, five-person wrestling team, no basically.
0: Is his name an overt reference to Nation of Islam at <laughs> all? No, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. uh but so they were—they were a uh, a faction. Yeah, Mark
2: Henry, Farouk, uh, The Rock, uh, D'Lo, D'Lo.
1: Oh yeah, everyone's favorite. Yeah, and then and uh, uh, Ron Simmons. Oh, who was Farouk, who went under Farouk at the time. Uh, And uh, Papa Shango.
2: Oh, yeah. He was in
1: it? Yeah, he was in it.
2: Oh, and uh, Owen Hart. And Owen Hart. Famous African-American Owen Hart. Hart. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, because he was neither. That's the joke, America.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: What, Papa who? What was that last
1: guy? Well, he was also known as, uh, what was his pimp name? I
0: don't remember. Oh, oh, the... The, the Godfather. Of, yeah, yeah.
1: The Godfather. He was also a pimp.
0: Let's, uh, just, let's just move on from
1: <laughs> but so, so those guys get parodied by Degeneration generation X, uh, which is all white guys. Um, uh,
0: parodying in the sense that they're having like a costume day to be like, fuck the nation. Yeah, fuck the nation of domination.
1: Uh-huh. You guys are stupid. And everyone else just dresses in their outfits and like, oh, he's supposed to be The Rock because he's dressing like The Rock. Yeah. And he looks like D-Lo because he's wearing the chest protector that D-Lo wears. But Mark Henry, mm-hmm. they decide, like, no, let's make it more precise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what color that guy is. Yeah, you're was. not going
1: to know he's Mark Henry unless you uh, pad him up and then cover that padding in an all-black leotard. And then we need to match the leotard to match Mark Henry. hmm so we are going to put you X-Pac obviously cuz he would totally be okay with that. Guys,
0: I just want to <laughs> clarify. We're talking full-blown blackface. Oh, well, 100% blackface all right, wait, in wait, the wait, wait, 2000s? Wait, I'm going to stop. So not really in the I think. Yeah, not that long ago. But I will
2: say, you said full-blown blackface. This is they didn't Half do that production. <laughs>
0: yeah, cuz it
2: was, it was it was blackface, but it wasn't like they didn't go the full like bright eyes, lips, oh, yeah, blackface. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> that Like, they didn't go that far. <laughs> they they went they went on a scale of uh, 1 to 10. They went, like, I would say that was an 8 on the blackface scale. Just an 8. You never... Just, yeah. And here's the thing. I will agree with that. The best place to be <laughs> on that scale is not on it. Uh, yeah. It's shaking your head at it. Um, the thing I find funny that Nick is bringing up is that only one of them was in blackface. Yeah, only one was in blackface. Which, from <laughs> outside, take away the, the race context, it's like hey, if we're going to have a in this, either no one do it or all of you do right, it. Right, right. Like in, in Jupiter Ascending, uh, when they had the terrible uh, choice of turning a bunch of white actors Korean, which is, like, the least racist version of any kind of, like, race-washing because, you know, then they also make, you know, Asian actors into, like, Latina people and et cetera. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Uh, no, Ju- I'm not going to explain Jupiter Ascending on this podcast. Yeah, please don't. When is said Jupiter Ascending, <laughs> I meant to say Cloud Atlas. The point is the were oh, okay. are geniuses, and they made a misstep when they... They,
0: they love a, a mix them up mix them around Yeah. But let's not talk about those <laughs>
2: movies. <laughs> They're good. They're all good. The point is, in that movie, all... The, they made every white person in the... Korean thing look like that horrible yellow face that they did. They didn't just put Hugh Jackman in; it. they put Jim Sturgis in it. They put the other guy. Uh, and look, I get the Triple H is a smart, savvy businessman, and was probably like, "Oh, I'm not gonna put on. I'm not gonna do the. I'm not gonna face. put on be black in commercials at some point. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna be in the movie The Chaperone. <laughs> I'm gonna be in Blade Trinity.
1: Like, like X Pac, he's not gonna do anything.
2: Yeah, but still, then don't.
1: Except for ruin a life later hmm. or help ruin a
0: life. Yeah, oh, guys. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> the dark well, here's the thing. The reason side I'm side the thing I'm saying side is, side is that blackface down. is terrible,
2: and the main reason it's terrible is character consistency. <laughs> you know, that's.
1: what well, What's even is it that he has his name written on his chest. Yeah. So you don't need to further unless they were like really like, that like no. That
0: wasn't a good choice, Nick. Because. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wild controversial opinion.
1: <laughs> but it it was it was it was a weird moment for us to watch cuz I didn't see it I didn't see it coming at all. It was like, oh shit, they did a okay. Uh which in, in retrospect is more surprising that I didn't see it coming considering the the final thing we're going to talk about and the real star of this video. Okay. And that of course is Val Venus.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. Hello, I almost forgot ladies. about this part.
1: <laughs> He is, and, and time-wise, too. Oh, my God, yeah. He is one, foot. like, if you find this uh, video online uh, at whatever websites you can find it on, it was broken up into five parts. It's been banished to the dark web at this point. Val Venus is one full part he is one full but the rest are the the rock and austin and undertaker and kane are all yeah. split up into a, in, into each of the other four parts valvenus is one part unto himself because he was the for some reason according maybe michael cole yeah. the biggest thing to happen in the end of the attitude era part one uh. he was the biggest thing to pop on in uh 2001 uh, Which
0: is crazy because I was a WCW guy. I'd never even heard of this
2: character or this Nick, wrestler. Ugh. Because the thing is, WWD always does that. And it, 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 they, they, it's like they inflate their words, word inflation. Just recently, Michael Cole, just in the last episode of Raw, announced...
0: You're going in the red about Michael Cole. I
2: know. I'm already... I'm I'm blacked (laughs) out. But Michael Cole just announced WWE 2K18, Mm -hmm. their next video game. And he said it's the most anticipated video game of all time. (laughs) Don't do that.
1: Like, no. Not even the most... Uh, Anticipated wrestling video game of this year. Yeah, exactly. Much less Mm -hmm. video games in general of all time. So of
2: course they're gonna say Val Venus is the most important thing to (laughs) happen to wrestling. I will say
0: so. His character is very sexy. That's his thing. Is that he's like a hunky, sexy dude.
2: Yeah, Vince loves it. He's a porn actor turned wrestler. And I don't know how Vince found him. He
0: does look. (laughs) He looks like a really hunky dude. I don't know what how else to put it. Like I'm like okay, I buy it. He's like a sexy dude.
1: But he's, he's he's been he's one of the B wrestlers that got swept under the rug just because his character's novelty ran off so uh, quick it got yeah so it, it, it almost got well it did perhaps it did get chopped off. Oh my god, off. I
2: forgot. You're right. Yes, I forgot. That's,
1: okay, I so, forgot right, so of what happened so to Valvina. So the, the 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 big part of Valvina's section on this video <laughs> is one feud he has uh, with a. Uh, I can't even remember the guy's the guy's name. He's a Japanese
0: stereotype. I'm yeah, he, he's he's a, a
1: Japanese stereotype. The manager. of
2: uh, some of the villains from the Wesley Snipes uh, Sean Connery movie Rising Sun, based on the Michael Crichton novel The Rising Sun. Not noted racist, <laughs>
0: Michael Crichton. Yeah. Um, Horribly, by the way, how do you spell Val Venus? It's like the, the oh, right. planet, right? V
1: A L uh-huh. V E N I S. How weird!
0: That's like it's penis. Oh, it's own. What a coincidence!
1: And his intro is is a screw going down in into a piece of wood. It's a train <laughs> going into a tunnel. Uh, uh, a uh, oil well exploding, yeah. and then it's 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 it really. If you've never seen his intro, go look it up because it's amazing. It's all of those images with his voice narration over it going hello ladies and then a sexy saxophone happening and then he walks out in a towel and uh, pulls the towel off to reveal his uh, purple and silver jocks uh, that, that he that he wears at, at all times, uh, but so he is feuding with, and I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to go into the whole feud uh, that that's terrible in, in in its own right and and insane in its own right. I'm really just going to focus on the two biggest parts, which are uh, well, Val Venus is Venus. You know what I'm saying? Because he would he would definitely drop that. Um, but there's there's a part where. The uh, 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 manager is telling him, we're just going to drop. We're just going to put in the drop and let you guys hear it and then <laughs> go over uh, the fact that that just happened. Chompy, mm-hmm. choppy, y'all! Ha, ha, That's not so funny. Ha-ha! Choppy, choppy, my... You heard it! I got there! I think he's going to try to pull Lorraine above it! Yes, you heard it right choppy choppy <laughs> your pee pee that th- with with a samurai sword uh through a giant sausage that happened live on raw and uh uh scared valvenus to no end but not but not as much as the very end of this feud, which is for all intents and purposes a recreation of the end of doom generation where valvenus gets taken uh to a uh Um, a locker room, a shower stall, and then uh, the the antagonist and his crew, uh, hold tie him to a ceiling, and uh, strip him down, and then the cameras break through in there, and you see uh, camera. Why can't I remember the guy's name?
0: Here's what's going on. Val Venus are like amazing, sexy dude. I can't, he's tied, the protagonist yeah, in this he's, scenario. He's, I can't believe this. He's tied to, like, his hands are tied up on the ceiling. Right. He's naked. You can see his completely nude form from behind, which is kind of crazy. That like, mm-hmm. nice buns. I'm like, rock hard he, buns. He it'd works be, at it. It'd be a pleasurable sight in a different context. <laughs> but uh, the fucked up thing is that there's a bunch of, like, uh, racist Japanese stereotypes holding him hostage. And a guy is holding a uh, katana in the air, ready to castrate his giant, famous Venus, if you will.
1: Right. And then, but they show to the point where, as they break through, the security guards break through and they see him hanging there and they see a katana in the air. And then uh, Tamagotchi's son gives a famous, Hah! and then brings a the sword down. Yep. And a, a woman screams uh-huh. off screen. And then it goes to black and they go to commercial. And that's essentially how this video ends, which makes me believe that so they came back from commercial and Valvinas bled out to death in this locker room. I
0: just, I just assumed that's why I'd never heard of him because after like, oh, his, he died. He got his penis cut off in a feud. He got this <laughs> huge cock cut off and mm-hmm. it sprayed like a fucking like fire hose <laughs> of blood and he bled yeah. out instantly. Honestly, not the safest working environment. <laughs> I'm
2: just...
1: But that's how the best of Raw Volume One ends. And yeah. you know what? We've
0: Classic even... stuff, guys. Thanks for introducing yeah. me to the world of wrestling. And
1: I apologize to our wrestling fans. We I, I can't. And we we chose the insanity of the Valvina sketch over the introduction of Kane, yeah. Undertaker's brother, just for time's sake. But can, can we just because uh, Dave? Uh, uh, What I love about a lot of the Attitude Era stuff is just explaining it to outsiders what is happening. So, Chris, will you please explain to Dave the Cliff Notes version of Kane and who Kane is in relation to The Undertaker?
2: Oh, oh. Kane is a very controversial figure that me and uh, Portland uh, podcasting legend Shane Hosey and I deeply disagree on. So to understand Shane, uh, Kane, uh, you okay. got to understand who the Undertaker Whoa. is. Ooh, the Undertaker brilliant slip over there. Mm, yeah. No. <laughs> well, we never seen behind the mask. So Undertaker <laughs> is uh, an undead magic wizard who has a mysterious past and he kind of has a Horcrux thing that's an, an urn of his family sure. held by Paul Bearer, his manager/antagonist. slash You know, they negative, Father it's an abusive figure. relationship. Right. Um And Cain is his brother who may have started the fire that burned his family down, May have gone down to hell and has now become a fire controlling demon. (laughs) See, the Undertaker can control lightning rarely in a match when it would be useful. (laughs) Um, And uh, uh, Cain can control fire. He is a, he is a, uh, he's like a, uh, uh, even though he's a white man, he's like the uh, Arab demon and then a freak, a fire demon, if Mm -hmm. you will. Uh, And much like a phoenix, he's risen from the ashes. He's a tall, tall, big man who can move well, just like the Undertaker. And that's his deal. Now he's also a libertarian, and he's bald. let's
1: look into his Cain, his, his Mayoral run. I mean, no, no, uh, but it's
2: still that's kind of in canon because he does eventually. Well, later on, it later on I want to point out. No, I have to finish this because this is the context you need to look at. You get at to Cain. have
0: politics after you break out of hell. I feel this like. is the thing about <laughs>
2: Kane like, is he became a corporate cog for. It's true. For WWE in narrative, so that means in narrative, WWE has a demon employed at a, a series it, in an office position. In That's a some suit. get up and go.
0: If if there if you have an employee that has broken out of the underrealm right. like that is that shows r-
2: initiative. That's really climbing the corporate ladder. <laughs> he's not, they're starting really down low. But
1: this 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 yeah. video has in it the introduction of Kane, mm-hmm. the kind of his best. Uh, arc ever was his introductory arc. And it has it yeah. in here where he first comes out and he's unbeatable and he's, he's a demon from hell and he brings down lightning and he sets a coffin on fire. And my That's got skipped over because of the fact that the video ends with a guy getting getting, getting his penis cut off yeah. by an underground a uh, yakuza wrestling ring. Why
2: would they let the yakuza <laughs> team up with them?
1: <laughs> I yep. don't know, but they did. And and I hate Vince Russo and I hate everything that he's ever done, but I love watching it happen when it's happening, mm-hmm. and I think that is one of the cancers. And terrible things of Vince Russo, who is the famous writer, head writer, and kind of uh, weird Pandora's box opener of all this Attitude Era insanity that really really goes overboard in WCW Mm -hmm. when you get uh, Rick Steiner fighting, feuding with Chucky and uh, David Arquette becoming the champion and a whole bunch of other insane stuff that we should maybe we should watch I, I the best a, of Nitro oof. volume one I just wanna and see if we shout get that
0: out in this video. Yeah. Uh, to a corvette getting filled up with concrete that was great
1: that was that, that, was, that, that, was that fun. happens
0: there's just like so many beautiful yeah moments. let's
1: let's just list off some of the beautiful moments that we, we maybe have hit the on or didn't contest, hit on oh which no, is racist no.
0: and sexist at the same time Intersectionality. <laughs>
1: intersectionality you got it. so bikini con dave bikini contest corvette getting filled up with concrete uh
0: yeah that, those are those are my those you okay what about you I chris we didn't cover um, say
2: what you will about the blackface uh, thing. Um,
0: <laughs> only an eight out of ten. Uh,
2: no, but I like the guy that they had doing Owen Hart uh, as an
1: impersonator. Oh, Jason Sensation? Yeah, yeah.
2: That was that was because that wasn't racist. I mean, you, you could argue it was anti-Semitic because he had was, a big nose. That but was like weak comedy,
0: though. Was was, like, yeah. that guy's well, the, the Vince is Vince is
1: famous for loving weird uh, New York based character comics. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm that, sure I, he, gave, he gave him a job. Oh, so Jason Sensation, you yet. liked him. I don't. I'm Anything try, else?
2: Trying to think of this. Look, I mean, this Stone Cold had a really good understanding of what his character was. Like, there's that what Stone amazing, Cold
1: amazing, hey, amazing should, from we, the
2: get-go. We got go. We got to cover that. No, I mean, the brief. Zamboni.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, he does. He does the Zamboni. He, you know,
2: v- beats up uh, McMahon a bunch.
1: Yeah, know. he's telling the, 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 right, the... Yeah.
2: Look, he just he's a good character. Like, he's a good, he's one of those characters, he's a je ne sais quoi character. He defined the entire era.
1: What is he? He's this drop right here. If anybody wants to see Vince McMahon get his ass whipped, give me a hell yeah! Boom. That's Stone Cold. Alright, alright, but before, uh,
0: before we sign off, and I know we're going way long on this one, but the attitude, the phrase the attitude era, yeah, to me, represents an aesthetic um of South Parkish early South Parkish like fuck mm. you edginess, right? Yeah. And um The Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah. Those those are the main two things. That's true.
1: Me. And then you talk about Mankind. Uh, mankind was my favorite yeah, part of this. Yeah. Man, mankind is was my favorite uh wrestler of Mama the time. Fully's baby boy. Uh
0: what do you do you guys have a in your mind are Stone Cold and The Rock like on a uh Yin and Yang balance for you guys, or is there like a greatest of the time?
1: Them? Ooh, that's like Zeppelin and the Who. It's kind of like say, depends on what day Star I would Apple, pick the two. Stone
2: Cold and the Rock are. I'm not picking which one, but they are Iron Man and Dark Knight. Like they both came out in the same year and create and and their energy kind of defined an, an era of an art form for sure and we're still in the attitude era of comic books maybe we're now entering the pg era or Ugh, the gross. ruthless aggression era but what i mean is like there that that was like they were there that so they they weren't they weren't batman 89 that's Hogan, you know or you know and they're not bruno sammartino that's uh superman the movie but they are <laughs> like the two that were like we're making it valid in this era uh and we like we are the definitive characters that kids and adults love because they told the truth, and that's why uh, one of them is the biggest movie, one of the biggest movie stars of all time, and the other, honestly, on the great on the scale of successful WWE people Ooh. that have acted, pretty successful.
1: Yeah, they were the I mean, two most successful guys in the history up to when the point that they left. Yeah, and uh, you can't really knock yeah. anything for on either of them for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I was at Here's I was at WrestleMania 17. What? Floor seats. What? Yeah.
2: Have we not talked about this before? Or have you brought it up to me when I'm no. distracted? Yeah. You were at X7? I
1: was at X7 you were floor at seats. The greatest Mania The greatest Mania of all time.
2: Jesus freaking Christ.
1: And a lot what a, 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 a personal story that a lot of people don't know, uh when they talk about WrestleMania 17, it was Rock versus Austin in the biggest match of all time. Yeah. In the stadium, you had two uh, polar sides chanting, uh, Austin, Rocky, Austin, Rocky, but because everyone, even if you were one, more one than the other, still loved the other, Mm -hmm. by, before the uh, Judas turn of the match, before that happens, those chants had turned, literally turned and people started chanting just for the match itself roxton 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 because we just loved seeing this happen And no one cared which one won we just wow. wanted to see the match yeah and then yeah. of course we all had our hearts broken but and the era ended you were at the, the end, end of the attitude that era. no one knew no one knew it at the time yeah uh but yeah so I was I, gonna call
0: you guys both out for be, like kind of bitching out on having one answer for that, but that counts because that that's an amazing uh, yeah. It, it was it a, is just the two a two-headed moment. monster, yeah. Like like that. And is I, just, I'll never you know, give forget, you an answer. I'll never forget <laughs> looking
1: around in the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and just waiting, waiting, and I was like, whoa, whoa, both sides, whoa, whoa, and then talking to my friend Ben and saying, like, are rocks are they... Rocks. They're saying Roxton we're Roxton and then it was just one communal consciousness of we just love this mm-hmm. these things together and it was it was it was amazing and we got to, we got to have that and that era had the biggest pop and overtook the, the previous Hogan Golden Age and became the real Golden age mm-hmm. money wise yeah at the very least. And uh, it'll never happen again. And give it time. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful man.
1: I have faith. Well, of course you do, because you showed up in this yeah, PG era. Ugh, Is man. that what everyone's calling it? I saw that well, no, It's no, a different
2: era it was, now. It's a different era now.
1: But it went we,
2: attitude, ruthless aggression, PG, and now what?
1: The internet era? The reality yeah, era? Reality era. Look, Anyways, it doesn't no, matter. Yeah, we'll but, get to that <laughs> in another Well, podcast. On the
2: ride home, we'll talk. I think there's, there's green pastures ahead.
1: And I know we missed a lot on this episode you guys but that's what wrestling Didn't is talk about there's, Mick Foley the best person in here there's so much stuff every time you know it'd be interesting if there but like we'll a- do another one of these <laughs> and uh, we'll hit Come what at. we missed this time and we'll add some other stuff and we'll just keep doing it and we will be fine and we want to thank Chris thank you for uh, coming to uh, our VHS Vengeance podcast mm-hmm. and the You're Gonna Be Out podcast network and their new awesomely cool studio that they put all the birds on mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and they did that to match Portland and it was great and uh, Dave, you got anything?
0: Uh, I I just, you know, I'm, I'm having a great time here. Nick, that was a beautiful Attitude Era. Like, nothing, no story could sum up the Attitude Era more than that Roxen story. Like, and seeing
1: Motorhead live, that's pretty, yeah. pretty sweet.
0: And I just want to drive around in a tank and shoot crappy little wimpy poofs of smoke out of it.
1: But tell people to suck your valvenus, mm-hmm, yeah. and flip you off, and flip the world off, yeah, and crack some cold it. ones.
0: Hey, I got to plug. Shit!
1: I'm oh,
2: Jesus guest. Christ, oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's oh, podcast. Damn etiquette. it! I was hoping we could get out Podca- of here without having hey. to plug.
2: All right. Well, uh, All right. come. How come about a, the?
1: Uh, how about
2: co- come and listen? Come to a live uh, podcast spec script every second well, Sunday right. at Kelly's Olympian, where a cool person writes an episode of a TV show they've never seen before. Nick has been in deuce of them. Uh, Always and, really fun. Yeah. And listen to it at Specs uh, Script. That's the podcast. You know, find us at Facebook at Specs Script Show on Instagram at Just Specscript, Script because yeah. baby, we got that. And at Twitter, you know, just our information's out there. Respect Script, and you know? you're part of the River City Podcast Federation. Exactly. Yeah, check out there a lot of great, great Portland shows on that. The River City Podcast Federation. Check out rivercitypodcastfederation.com. Woo! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, guys. Good night.
0: You've been listening to VHS Vengeance on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network.